Okay, hello and welcome to episode seven of the Value of Talent podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Harry Trades, and with me as always, Feder, my brother. You're joining me from Germany. How are you doing? Thank you, sir. Very good. I'm always pleasant. I'm always really, really pleased to do the podcast with you and I enjoy it every time. So nothing more to add. Let's let's just dig into it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, No, yeah, thank you for joining us again. Um, Feder doesn't have a mic today, unfortunately. He's in his um, native country of Germany. So, yeah, Yeah. unfortunately didn't travel with his mic, which is completely fine. I'm sure the audio will turn out fine enough. Um, But, yeah, we've got episode seven of the Christmas special. We've got a few things to cover. I'm going to go through them right away just to give you um, a quick overview of of what's going to be talked about, hopefully, in this episode. I don't know how long we're going to go on for but basically we're going to be looking first at the global cup just giving a a nice little recap of that same for the world cup final um we'll talk on that um after that and then we'll do looking forward to domestic football um you know to to sort of see off this global cup period and, and into this new year now of of uh yeah all the leagues coming back which is going to be interesting uh feder wants to ask me a few questions regarding my reynoso uh, purchase. I did tweet yesterday that I bought a Emmanuel Reynoso uh, who isn't under 23. Uh, so that'll be an interesting topic, hopefully. And then we're going to be looking at um, the threshold update. We haven't really spoke about it. The last time we did the podcast was the day before the update. So we haven't really spoke yes. on it. Um, we'll talk about rares, supers, limited, what we think is going to happen market-wise. And then, yeah, we'll just have a little chat about the market in general. And uh, yeah, that should take us to about an hour, hopefully. Uh, don't want to take up too much of Feder's time. But Feder. Global Cup recap, was it, I mean, was it a success or not? First of all, it's our time, so we're both in it together, so don't worry about the time. Global <laughs> Cup, it, for me, it was a complete disaster. Uh, for Sora, I don't know if it, was, if it was a success or not. I did enjoy it, honestly. I did enjoy playing it because I just uh, we had a very um, better private league, which... Is very very is very, is a very cool f- key f- uh, key feature to actually drive usage of the of the platform in the future. I think, um, and we had this um, private league with I had with friends, so I always still wanted to compete somehow, even if I had like zero chances of winning anything anymore in the real global cup or on the big stages. Like the last three match days, I might have shot for the like first place in one match day, but I would have never gotten anything out of the global situation anymore. Uh, yeah, I would just I just drafted really, really, really bad at the beginning. I thought I was really, um, really intelligent by picking <laughs> Rodrigo de Paul, but at the end I was very stupid. But he was he did play an amazing World Cup. He's world champion now, but he was just not good on Sora. He's never racking up more than fifty points and yeah, that was my big mistake. I had no real midfielder since Kimmich also dropped out pretty early. And then I had the disaster with Neymar. So from the start, it was already doomed. That we couldn't basically achieve anything anymore. And yeah, I did the best out of it. Um, yeah, I, I won some customs, so I'm happy with it. I'm happy for the new users. I'm happy for the users that won. Who actually won the game with Zizou? Um, sorry, do you refer to our private league or just the overall global cup? The overall, the overall. Um, I think I'm looking at this here. So common global cup overall. It's this guy called R. Michiu, R. Michiu Boraz or something. Okay. 
Um, this one I'm looking at here. Um, but yeah, I saw on Twitter like one guy. I mean, he basically like won it. Well, that that was the, the one of the things I kind of not had a problem with, but I don't know if Sora really thought that through in the sense of like whoever's going to win the global cup is basically going to win every private league as well. Um, yes. Which is an interesting thing, I think, because it, I don't know. I just I, I get it. Like I, I don't I don't know how else you can really distribute it. Really, I mean, unless you just do each match day in, instead of like overall in terms of like the the private leagues, maybe like in terms of how the prizes are given out. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if that was the best way to do it, where like one guy could win everything. You know, it's good for him. Don't get me wrong; it's amazing for him. Um, I just don't know, like in terms of like distributing the prizes evenly. I guess. Um, but I don't know. Was he was he an old user or was he a new user who came in? Good question. Can we check? Um, I mean, I'm checking this uh, this account that I just mentioned, then Michu, to see if. Uh, okay, so if if this guy is the winner, no, this guy is a normal, like just yeah, he's been a user for a little while, I think. Let me have a look. Yeah, seven months. Yeah, nine months. So he's a limited player. He has six, seventy-eight limiteds, thirteen rares, ten custom series cards. Um, yeah, I think so, this is the guy who won. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm. Be- oh yeah, he won. Okay, so if yeah, he won an Mbappe for it, which is nice. Uh, like a limited yeah. Mbappe. Limited. No limited. And then he but bought he also- a Donner. He bought a Donner rumor to go with him, which is which is cool. Um, he, I think he got six Eve as well. Like, of course, yeah. Eve. That. Like, yeah, you can buy. Some, you can buy who you want. <laughs> you can <laughs> buy who you want, can't you? Um, no, no, it's cool. Like, I think the the Global Cup from a a marketing standpoint. Numbers wise, from like a Sora perspective, seem to have done okay. They had like 600k users in there for a long, like for the last couple of game weeks, and yeah, I guess that all looks rosy. But ultimately, it's it's a case of you know, well, how many of those are actually going to turn into to paying users, you know? And I don't know. I, I mean, like for example, one of my best friends from back home, he won a Thomas Hassel limited card in the Global Cup as a tier one. So that's great for him. He's going to have a starting goalkeeper, hopefully, in the MLS to to go into um, into March with when the MLS uh, you know kicks back uh, kicks back on um, February March time. So like things like that, I think they're success stories because that now you know regardless of the price of Thomas Hassel, he just wants to make a team now because he has a goalie, he has a head start, and he can sort of start planning his his teams. But I do worry about users that you know didn't not didn't win anything at all, but didn't win anything to the point where like it motivates them to keep playing the game you know and there's going to be a lot of those players like it's just natural i can't you can't expect every single user to go in and and continue playing this game um but i don't know it, it did open it did open the eyeballs like of sorry it did put more eyeballs on sora will it make a difference um in terms of like you know a stupid amount of new paying users coming in. I really don't know how that's going to work, to be honest. I, I don't know. I don't know what you think on that, Fedder. But yeah, it's a it's an interesting dynamic at play, I think, with, with that whole Global Cup thing. I think a lot of users actually enjoy playing it because, as we know, we love Zora. The product is actually pretty good. We love it. Like, the dopamine, again, I, I think I said that in the last podcast as well. The dopamine and the adrenaline you get from playing Zora, it's crazy. Uh, the only thing is... I think I said that in the last pod as well. Like the only thing I was, I, I found a little bit disappointing by Sora's side is that they had really good influencers at the start of the global cup and they baited pretty big and it seemed to have worked. Uh, but those influencers just let 
the drop and never really came back, never did a follow-up video on it or whatever. It just I, I don't even know if they logged in back on Sora after they set the first match day. Even like people like Rio Ferdinand or whatever and don't want to talk uh, all those YouTubers, but Rio Ferdinand never like really posted again, this is my team to the final or whatever. And yeah, I think that was a missed opportunity in this way because they spent a lot of money on that. And they could have gone through it. So if for the future, it seems to have worked because the people do actually like Sora. What's the not to like, basically? But just we have to do, or they have to do it more thoroughly and more pragmatic in this sense. A little bit more uh, American. But I'm really, really pleased with Sora in some kinds at the moment because I think since they changed the CTO role or I think the... Um, COO role, whatever, like since these new two guys came in, the two Americans, like mm -hmm. so much changed and they're like pumping out one update after the other. So the blood is really flowing and I think that's pretty positive and uh, we should be all very lucky that this project is basically so much alive in this sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think you, whatever you said, well, everything you said there was, was pretty spot on. The only The only thing, only on disappointment for me from a pe like from a player that's been playing Sora for a while and and you the same like during the Global Cup, it just felt like even though I did, I actually did probably the best I've ever done in terms of winning like rare cards, right, like prizes. But I just think for like the general, for like a new player that just came in for the Global Cup, there was no incentive really to buy cards during the Global Cup. You know, it was just a, a case of play for free, which is fine. I get it. Um, But I just, I don't know, I, I just don't see, I didn't, or I didn't see the incentive. Like, I didn't have my friends who I, who I, uh, you know, introduced to the Global Cup and, and got them playing. They weren't really asking me any questions like, oh, Harry, do I, should I be buying players? Like, it was like as if, you know, playing the free-to-play version was more than enough, which it was. That, that, that's kind of where I'm a bit like, did they, did Sora give too much for free, if that makes sense? Like too yeah, much of a playing experience. Do you get what I'm saying? Like that's that's yes. one of my worries because now now you've set the bar so high with the Global Cup in terms of an experience and in terms of like yeah you didn't have to pay a penny to to play it. Are they gonna are are new users that have never played Sora before that played the Global Cup that have finished the Global Cup? Are they gonna be a little bit disappointed in the sense of like okay now I need to go and and spend X amount of money to have a similar experience? But in in theory nothing's gonna beat that Global Cup like you know the whole like league situation and I don't know the whole thing around it. The World Cup's obviously huge in itself. I don't know if they're gonna like be disappointed in a weird way. Do you get what I'm? Do you get what I'm getting at? No, no, I get. That's also following up my point I said before. Like even those big influencers, they never did any guide to those people. So even if you somehow guided them and told them how Sora actually works, and okay, now we're playing this and this, and I am Mini Minter or Road to Shaw or whatever the mm -hmm. name is, and now I made my limit team. Let's pop on everybody, and it will be a completely new dynamic. But completely gone that's uh, that's what i that's what i meant and uh, mm -hmm. of course it was too easy to get so much eve or prices for free basically and um yeah i think sora understood that and uh, they're not stupid sora is very very intelligent and they're and they know exactly what they're doing um and uh, um so i'm i'm they basically learned from it 100 percent But yeah, might have been just too free, as you said.
and mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. But the cool thing is, a lot of people now heard of Sora, know Sora. If they attribute, if they see it, for example, with another very strong brand in the future, like with the with Man United or PSG and Kylian Mbappe, and uh, oh, then they feel, oh yeah, that there was something in the global cup. So that is actually positive. So. Mm-hmm. It's not all bad what they did. I think they they, they it would be harsh to say that they missed the opportunity, but like they didn't completely take advantage, grasp everything of yeah, the yeah. opportunity. That's that's all. No, I agree with you. That, that's yeah, that's probably a good point to end on there. Hundred um, percent. Okay, World Cup by final. Way, by the way, there's on, a guy. Sorry. There's yeah. a guy who sold the like that's that's unbelievable. I think I think in the first game week the uh-huh. Messi custom series one of 2022 was given uh-huh. out to a guy. I don't even know if he won the mm-hmm. if he won the match day at that point, but he uh-huh. was one of 2025 uh, 2022. Yeah, and I think he sold it for like 1.1 ETH or something like that, and I think wow. that's gonna be the biggest mistake somebody made because if we believe in Zora and what we do and we think Zora will become great or even greater as it is in uh-huh. the future and become mainstream, this Messi in some years could be worth a fortune. Like hundred <laughs> percent, especially if the collectible side is as we all hope, um sort of increases on Zora, I guess. And and yeah, what a card to have that is, especially the you know that the, the king has has finally got his hands on on the World Cup. I guess that segues into, um, yeah, World Cup final. Feder, you know, just just give me your thoughts, man. I, I mean, yeah, I think, what uh, an incredible I think it was, day. It was just a crazy game, nothing else. To add. And I'm happy for all the Argentinians. Uh, they deserved it. And they have they're going through a very tough moment in the country. Um, I was really sad at the end of the game for Kylian Mbappé because I found Kylian Mbappé amazing in that game, even with his mentality. And I ju- he just won a fan in me. Like I never really liked him, but now I'm really, really respecting him, what he did, basically, and seeing his greatness. I think it was a little bit biased, but that might be just my opinion. But I'm happy that Argentina won. Uh, and... Um, yeah, there were some some roles, but France basically didn't play for 18 minutes. And then they yeah. wake, woke up, and then it was like the game of our lives. But uh, the first 18 minutes was basically a walk in the park for Argentina, if we're honest. And mm-hmm. uh, okay, you can discuss if this is a pen or not. Of course, it, it could have been... It's it's not a misjudgment, so of course VAR couldn't do anything, but maybe it was a little soft for a World Cup uh, final, and uh, then some people can discuss if the three two from Messi should have um, led to be a goal, but I think overall it's fine. Messi deserved it, and uh, I'm happy for him, and uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm really I, happy. I I'm, just, I'm happy for them. But some, sorry, but some Argentinians said like, I didn't like what they did the whole tournament about the sportsmanships. But that's it's fine. That's how they are in South America. They just they just love this game 
way more than everybody else and, and yeah. it's fine and you need to understand that so it's completely fine and i'm, I'm actually happy for argentina that they won that because it, he, he is the, probably the greatest of all time and um probably just probably <laughs> yeah i can't we, you know we have also some other viewer or listeners something like that <laughs> i understand that as well so and I'm, I'm also grateful to see all the greats uh, for me i'm i'm just enjoying them playing mm -hmm. i don't i don't care who's the best or not i just enjoy no i know them at the end of the day of course um, no um, it was amazing wasn't it it was like but I, I, i'm happy for him let's say that i'm just happy for him and mm -hmm. uh, i was i was like because i was i had a france team so i was like when i asked my girlfriend i was like the whole team the whole game until the <laughs> until the until the penalty shootout it was kind of for france yeah so that they so that they didn't actually lose or that my my players were doing okay-ish but the moment like where they couldn't get any um any points anymore i was actually rooting for messi to win this cup and yeah he did it what a what a man like uh, what a player yeah, I'm. I'm just so like you said. I'm just so happy for him. I'm so relieved for him as well, you know, because I I believe he's the best to ever play the game of football, and this just gives that argument so much more credibility now than it. It probably was always always there, but the, that trophy for so many people, for some re. I mean, I get the reason. Obviously, it's the biggest trophy in the world. I um, mean, in that sense, and yeah, the fact that he's got one now, it just makes it just makes so much more sense. You know, like it's it's kind of just like you know what. This guy has done it eventually. He's 20 years in the making or whatever it is. He's he's earned it. He's, he's been in a final before, lost and retired. Like, you know, there's been so much sort of drama and, and negativity and, and sort of just, you know, uh, just bad results, I guess, for, for the Argentinian team over the years. But I'm just so happy that he persevered and, and yeah, and is able to, to come out of it with, with a World Cup. The game itself was probably pretty bad from 80 minutes, well, before you know, before the 80th minute, you know. It was 2-0, easy game for Argentina. They controlled the game. France was shocking half-time, or before half-time, making two subs. Dembele was horrendous. Uh, Giroud didn't really do much, but I thought that was a little bit harsh. But I think he was a little bit ill, actually. I, I think they said that um, he didn't feel very well before the game and stuff. Neither did a lot of the other French players, actually. There was a bug going around. But no, I mean... I'm just so happy for my boy or our boy Enzo Fernandez, Feder. Um, yeah, he's, he's a he's World good. Cup winner at 21 years old. I mean, my friend, like my normal, like my friends who are outside of the Sora realm that don't really know about him that well. Obviously, you know the eyeballs on him now is ridiculous. We're talking hundred million offers and stuff from Liverpool and all this sort of talk. So he's actually going to Newcastle probably. If he's going somewhere, <laughs> him, he's going to him Newcastle. Him and Bruno. Him, him and Bruno. Bruno that's going to be wild. Wow, imagine but then, that. But then but then actually everybody needs to buy Bruno because Bruno's then going to be a little bit more offensive again, which is going to be amazing be for his yeah, guys, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're very similar players. I mean, actually almost like identical players in a weird way, I think. They're very yeah. similar, aren't they? They're yeah. like almost too similar, I would say. Enzo, Enzo, Enzo is more physical. Bruno has a little yeah. bit more skill in his foot. Like, I get uh, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I've, I get that. More of a killer pass, I would say, that, yes. that Bruno has. Yeah. Yes. Um, and I was so impressed with Enzo's tackle in this tournament, man. Like, the way he, st he just stays on his feet and he just chops in and gets the ball, like, so easily. And, uh, yeah, it's just so, so clean the way he does it. It's actually amazing. Alvarez was incredible all tournament, I think. The way he... 
by the way, where did well, Enzo get this last man tackle in the final? I never saw it. Yeah, I don't know. Good question. I don't know. That's a right. good, good question. Everybody got in, <laughs> getting his Enzo with 90 points, but there were there was no last man tackle by Enzo made in that game. Like, yeah, I was yeah. like already wondering, where was that last man tackle? <laughs> that's <laughs> a good question. Yeah, that's that's a good observation from you there. I, I remember yeah, I remember that being added, and I was like, where the hell did that come from? But we take it. Um, I didn't win anything. Actually, no, yeah, it helped me win some ETH, actually. So we definitely do take that. Um, but no, amazing game. I thought Alvarez was great all tournament. He complimented Messi's, you know, non-willingness to run because, you know, we all know Messi doesn't do anything other than um, attack, which is completely fine. I'm not knocking him. But um, yeah, no, Alvarez was doing the running of two men up there. And it was honestly, I couldn't believe the stamina, the intensity and the goals that he eventually got as well, which was just great to see um, from from a player that uh, you know, we, we massively rate, and I, I hope he can take that into the Premier League season now alongside I Haaland. I think that would be great. I, would, I think that'd be great. Yeah, I think so too. Sorry for interrupting. Mm. Uh, no, you're the fine. Thing is, the thing is, uh, I, I'm, I'm not sure if Guardiola still will let him play. That's the thing. Maybe not. Maybe not. But he maybe has he a good just, point now. You know what I'm saying? Like he he had just... a... Yeah, go on. No, he has a very good point, as you're saying. Mm. Maybe he just should loan him out and then see whatever is coming. <laughs> Yeah, if you want like regular, regular football, ninety minutes every week, then then maybe so. But I think I think he's given himself, um, yeah, a, a, a good foot in the door now to be like, hang on a minute, like you know, I've just won a World Cup, I've started almost every game for my for my national team at twenty two years old. This this comes with some merit, and I think Guardiola should respect that. He might not, and that's fine, you know, because Man City is in Argentina, and I and I get that. Um, but yeah, no, I was just yeah, so I'm so so happy to see Enzo win that. Uh, young player the the tournament um trophy i thought that was a, a really nice touch um and yeah just an overall just an amazing day you know i i actually i was speaking to my friends and i've i'm not one for tattoos like i've i've not got a tattoo on my body at all but that messy um that messy win has made me like i'm tempted no, to get a, don't do yeah that. no no don't no, no, do no just hear me out hear me out hear me out <laughs> i want i want a tattoo on my thigh like, so on my leg, okay? Mm-hmm. And, like, messy, messy as a child, like, not, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a kid, mm-hmm. like, holding, like, holding a World Cup. You get what I'm saying? Like, not too big. Yeah, not yeah, too, yeah. I don't want, like, a face portrait. Just, like, just, like, a, you know, an, uh, a decent-sized nah, picture a, of a kid. Don't, don't, don't do it. No, I've, no, because, it's fine. like, don't do it. You no, know, but it's nothing you to do with, like, good. It's fine. no, 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 no. I, I think, I think it's, it, it would be, sort of a a tribute to like this the like the happiness and the kind of love that he's brought to me from you know what i'm saying for football because with that like we grew up on messi like he was the guy for us or for me anyway and like he was the reason or he is the reason why i probably fell in love with football as much as i did being a smaller player i kind of related to him in in many ways and and could see that you know he made things possible on a field that um I didn't think was possible and yeah I just think yeah the joy he's brought to football over the last sort of 20 years I think I think if I had to if I had to get a tattoo it would have to be of Messi holding the world as a, as, as a kid I, I like the idea of that I'm sorry I do I have a propose for you proposal actually uh, sell your Vinicius Junior and just buy a Messi so you have him and you will never sell him that's better I prefer, than having a I prefer two just <laughs> I prefer to just buy a custom series card actually or just do a custom series card 
get the 10 of 2022. I don't know. No, I know. Get number 10. I, it's, a, it's a commitment. The tattoo is definitely a commitment. But, or get um, the three. Or get the three out of 2022. I think that's going to be expensive as well. You think? Why? Because, the, because it's the third star for Argentina. Mm, true. And nobody yeah. knows that, so you could, might get him cheaper. And it's a diamond true. series. Yeah, yeah. Get the, get the three, series. maybe. Because the one is probably too expensive now. Yeah. The, the 10 is also probably too expensive because it says jersey number, so it might get a three. Yeah, it's a good point. That's a good point. I'll have a, I'll have a look into that. Um, okay. Walk up aside. Um, we are now having to look forward to domestic football, Feder. I, I mean, I know it was it was ongoing during the, the World Cup. We had, you know, La Liga 2 and some other leagues playing um, championships back now. But yeah, looking forward to this January now and, and kind of just getting back into getting back into normality from a Sora perspective. Are you kind of looking forward to that? To Liga, yeah. I need two leagues to start again. I need some goalies to play again, but I still have no goalie to play. Which is a shame because I have a very nice Newcastle deck, which I can't use this weekend because I have no goalie. And I think I would have destroyed you, Champ Europe, with that. And uh, it's, it's a pity, honestly. And But yeah, I have no funds to just buy Allison. So I think it will remain like it is and just try to get some Eve out of it for threshold grinding. And mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm really looking forward to it. Um, some of our players are Austrian League and Russian League and Bundesliga. So. Those just need a little longer, but it's fine. I think next week, I think game week three, three, two, league one starts again, and La Liga, and then the next one, Serie A is back. So we most end, I think, Liga Nos as well. So we will have the main man's back, and uh, that's gonna be fun, and also. Interesting to see, and hopefully just have normal old Sora back. Like, not that I found it bad, but I just want to have my teams back that I <laughs> basically grinded for in this way. And uh, yeah. yeah, and also very very excited to see how Sora is doing after the World Cup and how we're going into 2023. We still need to remind we're in a complete bearish scenario like i'm really i'm really shocked by the way actually how good sora held itself in this in this market by the way like i was really shocked so i'm just i'm just looking forward to it looking forward to playing my guys again winning some more cards and yeah and also competitions being a little harder because they in during during uh during the world cup they were really really soft and some people Mm -hmm. really really took advantage of that which is their fair point because they managed to invest in those guys they needed and uh, i i toss my i i take my hat for that but uh, yeah i'm really but it was crazy how how soft all the tournaments were during mm-hmm. uh, uh, the U- uh, during the World Cup and what prices were given out, that's that was amazing. <laughs> that's like the only thing I'm I'm gonna miss a little because the prices were amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like no, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I for one definitely um, took advantage of 
you know, having the, the four man under 23 situation and yeah, managed to, to win myself an under yeah, 23 tournament. The week before you, that, I I came fifth in a, in the same tournament. So I, I've been I've I've done really well over this period. Probably the best period I've had on so rare. But it wasn't planned. Like I didn't. I bought these. I bought all the cards yeah. that I played in those tournaments. You know, months ago, and it, it wasn't as if like I knew. Okay, the championship's back. Uh, match day seven. So I'm gonna you know attempt to to get some card. You know, to win something there. It just it just fell into place. You know, um, and and sometimes you need a bit of luck in in football in life in in so rare. And I guess. Uh, yeah, I was just on on the luckier side of things for that period. No, no um, you did you did great, and I'm really happy for you. You did really, really great. Like that's amazing. I prefer you winning than somebody else who's anyway uh, <laughs> exploiting the system. You know what I mean? So at least uh, uh, no, no I, but I I remember. I just I think I remember I got that tier two with 220 points of that. And then I just thought to myself, this is so soft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's soft. It's very soft. And I think the good thing is, I guess, is that like not many players were playing in the sense that, you know, when, when we do go back to, to normal domestic football and normal numbers of entries in, in game weeks and stuff, obviously it's going to get super competitive again, which is good. I, I don't like, yeah, it's nice to win things easily. Um, but ultimately, you want you you want to win things when it when it like matters, and and I think it's gonna be more um, competitive as well. By of, the way, of course, yeah, way more competitive, especially if you know we see these you know the the new users turn into paying users, especially in limited. I imagine there's gonna be um, an increased sort of um, difficulty to things. You'd imagine a, a little bit, um, but, but we'll not, see how not, it all plays out. Not too not much, even but that. enough. Not even that. I think the threshold update plays a big part of it because of people course. are not people are not putting their best team in all-star getting the chance for eve and the card but just gonna put them in the in the specific region now because yeah. they were like really killer teams walking around in all-star mm-hmm. where they had like just one team like zenith stack or whatever a celtic yeah. stack and uh, or or even just a champ europe stack uh, who on the one match they could have just gone through the roof those people mm-hmm. are probably not gonna put in Nostar anymore and just gonna play champion so you're gonna be way more competitive yeah yeah your regions could see an increase in com- competitiveness like you said that does make a lot of sense um because obviously yeah from what was it the 30th of january onwards so nice little segue there feda um yeah the threshold update so we did we well, we filmed our last episode the day before um, the threshold update came out. I'm just trying to find it here. Uh, yeah, so this was on the 8th of December, introducing the new ETH capped uh, mode for Sora. I mean, yeah, we haven't really spoke on it too much. Um, from from like an overall market perspective, in the sense, uh, I mean, the all four scarcities. Was this was this something that or, or is this something that makes sense to you from from an all four um, scarcity base? If that makes sense, not just speaking about rares, limited, rare, super, rare, unique. Do you think this overall helps the market in every scarcity? Mm, honest, and brutal answer. I don't think it will help, but I think it helps Sora to survive this really bad period we're in economically. 
Mm-hmm. And I know so basically because I work in that industry, like I know so many VCs and private equities just writing off their investments because they know the 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 company is going to get bankrupt. So the most yeah. important thing is sort of actually not getting bankrupt. And mm-hmm. if you if you're then in the bull market and you survive, basically you can build on that. And uh, so that's the most important thing. But yeah. for the market itself, I don't think it's good at all. It especially hit rares. Like I like rares are, are are going down each day by value. Like really each day, even if the season is coming closer, it's crazy mm-hmm. how how much they went got down. The best example is this uh, this guy we got as a reward. He was he used to be fifty dollars. Now you can mm-hmm. get him for seven dollars just because there's no value in him basically at the end of the day. And uh, yeah. And the problem is, it's a it's a little it's it's a little bit a vicious circle in this way because if you if your tier threes are only worth seven dollars, your mm-hmm. tier ones and your tier twos and your tier zeros are worth less as well because yeah, it all winning, comes down. Yeah, you're, you're because you're also winning cards which are not less that much, and that's mm-hmm. then it's a vicious circle in this way. But I understand it from Sarah's perspective; they had to do it, especially because there were ETH abusers. And mm-hmm. they had to get sustainable, or at least just more sustainable, so that we can see and enjoy Sora in the next five years. And uh, it is, it is good. It's pretty, pretty hard. Like I don't understand why they didn't uh, put at least the XP bonuses. So they, there's no even, there's not even a, like an uh, a, a appeal to buy new cards because why the XP is going to be the same in this way, which I really don't understand because. Even in, in, I understand that we took this cap mode out of NBA, which is fine. And I love the cap mode. I mm-hmm. really do love the cap mode because people who are actually knowledgeable in football now have a serious chance of competing and winning against even big galleries who don't know anything, just put in their messies and Neymars and whatever. So now yeah. if you're a small guy, you have a very, a much better uh, chance of winning Mbappé because you're not getting uh, destroyed by all these tenant stacks who just got thrown in there every week. But you have to really think and, and yeah. settle your your team. By the way, so this is amazing. Also, it's amazing that we will probably, hopefully, get more liquidity in the market because you need more fluctuation in the market because people need to change more players, yeah. which is good. Um, we will. Uh, this steep decline is because we will we have some users who we're just click and forget, and those it's not interesting for them anymore to play for it because mm-hmm. there's no value for them. Uh, so that's why we're seeing the prices coming down because of course it's also undercutting. I'm not getting rid of my player, or I have to get it even cheaper. And then at one point somebody the market reacts and buys them up, but that's yeah. just uh, normal. But I do there is some really positive aspects about it. The most positive in my way is that it is more sustainable and therefore good for the company itself, especially in the market we are right now. If you would have done that in a bull market, that would have been a really big red flag. But mm-hmm. just let's just survive this situation and then build on the fundamentals, which are there and lovely. And... Yeah. Uh, it's it's just brutal for us right now, and uh, of course everybody's getting a little bit depressed. But that that's just normal human beings, you know me. I'm, I'm the first one who gets uh, down, but I, at the end of the day, I see it anyways long term. So 
it's fine. It's not perfect. It's <laughs> far away from perfect. Yeah, I'm not the, a big fan of this announcement. I'm not going to the uh, streets and shouting, Sora, Sora, you're so great. Um, I'm more on the dislike side, but of course it's because it's for me personally, but mm-hmm. I understand it, so it's fine. The only thing I really don't understand, bro, is why the hell did you take away the XP of the cards? Like, even NBA has the XPs. And because if they wouldn't have the 15% XPs on the rare cards in the NBA, it would be so difficult to get high uh, um, high points in the ranking. So at yeah. least just give the XP. Like, that, that also... Contemporary, uh, that uh, that's also actually positive on another, on another side because you're basically have the chance to sell them on uh, and get the money to buy another player or basically keep him, just need to buy another player and enlarge in your gallery, by the way, and holding your gallery, a gallery which is not bad because you basically get hold more value than in, the, in, in your gallery, which is. Mm-hmm. On this side, not bad for um, for Sora. This will mean there will be a lot of fluctuation. Why they probably also took away the XP because so that people can trade easily and are not uh, worried about uh, trading those cards. Mm, yeah, but uh, for me, that was like the only really thing I didn't understand, and it was clear that a cap mode would have come. I'm I'm over the moon that we will we still have thresholds. I'm yeah. over the moon that we have super thresholds, even if it's still go- it's, it's gonna be really really tough to to get that. People underestimate how tough it is to get 240 points without any bonuses. It's really really tough, especially if you have a, a 250 points. If you, especially if you have a cap under those 250. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's gonna be really tough. But we have super thresholds, which is amazing. So. Basically, now tier three and even tier two supers have some kind of value, which they mm-hmm. didn't have before. You could not get rid of them. Like, by the love of God, you couldn't get rid of those cards. <laughs> like, um, yeah. nobody wanted them, nobody needed them because they were too bad for the super divisions. They were too bad for the D3, uh, for the pro divisions in this way. Yeah. So, this is amazing. Limited threshold, amazing. Um, it's, it's super fun, super intuitive, good for new users to learn this uh, the game. So that's good. And yeah, and I'm also fine with getting away with the $25 because that was just the abuse because 205 mm-hmm. points was way too easy. But just I'm really not fine with the XP, but the rest I understand. That's my, that was a very long monologue from me and I'm very sorry for that, but that was my conclusion. No, don't be sorry. Don't be sorry, Fed. That was a really, yeah, really good take, I think. And um, yeah, the XP is an, is- an issue. I think like looking looking forward to things, it's going to be very tough to hit 250 points with, with a capped uh, 240 on there. The, I think there's no there's no captain's bonus either, is there? No, no, there's nothing. There's nothing. Mm, it's tough. It's going to be really tough. I'm just going to read the rules out. So cap mode 240, a 240 point cap for the team's budget. The points cap is based on a player's last 15 score. No captain, no card bonus, no mixing of scarcities in limited rare, super rare uh, modes. Only one super rare is allowed in the unique cap mode. Um, and it does say here, though, uh, the 240 point cap 
for Catmo 240 could slightly increase or decrease based on our initial data review following uh, successive game weeks with the new model. So at least, I mean, I don't know how true that is going to be, that statement, but at least they're just saying that things could change if they're too easy, if they're too hard. I can't see it being too easy, so it's probably no, it's only going to be... Easy. No, it's, it's definitely hard. not too easy. Yeah, 100% too hard, if anything. So either, and yeah, go on. So either you do it, sorry, sorry, bro. Either you do it cap 240 and you get the XPs. Don't care about the captaincy, but the XPs. So you have also a, a kind of value in buying new cards, yes, and, mm-hmm. and leveling them up. Yeah. Or you just keep the cap at 250 and you need to hit 250 without yeah. XPs or whatever. But uh, yeah. 240 and 250 without everything is going to be really hard. I, mm-hmm. I don't say it's not possible. I think in limited, it should be really easy. It should be really doable. Mm-hmm. And uh, But it, it's going to be, it's not going to be a walk in the park. Let's say, let's, no. let's be Definitely. real. And I, yeah, we, we are being realistic. And I think, I think that's a good thing in, in many ways. I've always said this game shouldn't be easy. I don't think things should come easy. Um and yeah, but then but then it's 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 going over the other side of things and thinking, well, is this too hard? You know, to the point where it's not even enticing for people to play, and that's where you need to find the balance. I think it, it needs to be there needs to be a, you know a middle ground where it's hard enough, but also easy enough in that sense. Like it can't be way too hard, it can't be way too easy. It, there needs to be a middle ground. I think in basically anything in life, but ultimately with this game, I do think there needs to be a middle ground. And yeah, like you said, whether that's 250 capped instead of 240 or or is it XP, whatever it is, I do think something probably will come in play because I, I really do see people struggling to, to hit this cap. I'll probably, I probably, like I want to try and play it um, and we'll, we'll go into like my strategy in terms of like why I bought that Reynoso and stuff and, and we'll get into things. But like, yeah, I, I do want to be able to play it. I, I've got a small gallery in the sense I don't have a crazy amount of goalkeepers. So it might not even be possible for me to, to venture out of under 23s, but we'll see how that plans out but yeah overall i think it's a good thing for the market in general in terms of all scarcities they all now have a threshold like pinned in even though it's going to be tough to to score where before it was just the rare cards and unfortunately rares have as we've seen like it's obvious they have decreased in value because there's less value in them um natively because it's not easy to well it was easy to get 205 points and farm a little bit of eth that is now gone um so i just think yeah it's going to be it's going to be harder i think it's going to be more competitive like you said the people who don't want to put time into so rare and they just set and forget players they're gonna you know they're not going to be enticed into wanting to play this probably because it does take more brain power it does take more time um to earn these things which i don't think is is a bad thing at all um but yeah, no, the, it's interesting. I, I am I am interested to see how this sort of plans out over the next few months, um, whether they're going to change things like like they alluded to on that Medium post. Um, and yeah, I, I guess we just have to just take things from there. I'm happy the Super Rays now have a bit, a bit more value, like you said, Tier 2s, Tier 3s are more usable now and yeah and probably more liquid in that sense uh, where before they were they were nothing effectively. So I, I think yeah, I I just think before, I can give you an example. Go on. I can, sorry, well, because that's very important, and that's what. No, you're fine. Like, no, like um, this. Um, there's super records nobody ever ever bought before. They were shit U23 players. Nobody. Some people like us knew that they could be becoming whatever. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, if you want to buy them, they didn't even know the name of that guy, and now he's their favorite player. I'm not selling him. I'm not selling him. 
blah blah blah. Like it's it's unbelievable. It's um, it's impossible to get super records from managers who are not listed anymore because <laughs> because of this threshold update. It's unbelievable. You have to yeah. overpay them so much now. And... I know what you mean, but I mean, yeah, it feels like you're overpaying, but ultimately, it's what the market. It, like, it's where the market is right now. You know, there's there's a more there's more level to everything. You know, everything's a bit more, um, I don't know, equal in that sense. Where before, I think everything, like rare cards were the card to have, the scarcity to have, you know, because that's where the threshold was. Now, the threshold's everywhere. Albeit, it's hard to hit, but regardless, it's everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's across all four scarcities. So I, I do think from a an overall perspective is good. If you were just a rare player, then obviously it's not good because, you know, the, the value of your rare cards would have decreased because of this, because the threshold has been spread out between unique, super rare and limited, not just rare now. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I understand, which is fine. I, it's it's more sustainable. I, I, I had the monologue. I don't need to repeat it again. No, of I'm, course I'm, not. That's, that's how I see it. And yeah, yeah, of course. That's fair enough. Um, Okay. You... Well, before we started recording, you said you wanted to ask me uh, basically why I bought uh, uh, a, uh, an Emmanuel Reynoso rare card. Yeah. Um, when did I buy him? I bought him like two days ago, I think. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was yeah the twentieth of, of December. Um, yeah, so this is probably the first over twenty three. <laughs> card i've bought in a long long time specifically on auction as well i don't remember the last time i did that i might have never well i have done it before <laughs> but yeah not in, not since i've yeah ventured into just sort of concentrating on on under 23s but yeah the probably the the catalyst to me buying this uh rare uh this rare card uh this this reynoso was my um my chucho hernandez win which was back just under a month ago now yes um who he well he's an if anyone doesn't know he is an mls forward but he is under 23 until june so i would get a little bit of utility out of him but i do really like him as a player and um it kind of made me think well you know what i could get a bit of utility out of him you know at the start of the season as an under 23 but i have a jesus ferreira which can be my under 23 forward for the mls so why don't i start building a you know an mls ideally soup like a rare pro team in that sense like a, an america rare pro team uh, but if not it's just going to be a rare team and yeah if it is just a rare team then i would like it somehow to fit into this cap mode um ready for ready for the mls obviously I, i'm gonna need to buy a you know i'm gonna have to buy in and out of players quite a bit but i prefer to maybe just get like 10 guys in that i can just rotate in in and out of the cap mode um and and yeah, maybe just compete for thresholds because outside of that, I'm I'm not going to be able to. Um, I, what I'm getting at is I don't want to use my under twenty three players in the cap mode if I can help it because yeah, I, I don't understand. think they'll I don't think they'll be that effective in in that sense. I prefer to to keep them over in the under twenty three side and 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 battling over there. So yeah, I just wanted to just diversify my gallery a little bit, you know, and and come out of the the Uber sort of. Um, yeah, like tunnel visioned under twenty three mind that I've got, 
which has been great for me. It's worked a treat, but I think it's got to the stage where I do like I do like all the players. Like I, I've I've watched Reynoso in real life. I love I love him as a player, and I kind of want to get that love back for for just players in general. I don't want to just um, disregard players because of their age in that sense. And I think yeah, I'm just going to basically try and build myself a nice little MLS team ready for this new season. I love the MLS. I you know I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it, and a lot of the players in that league are a little bit older. And if I want to play it, I'm going to have to venture down that alley. So. So, yeah, I bought myself a, a Reynoso to go with this Chucho Hernandez. Um, and I'm just going to sort of build from there. I don't have any real targets as we speak, as in I don't know exactly who I'm going to get in goals, defender, so I'm open to suggestions. Um, but, yeah, I do want to just, yeah, just just diversify a little bit. You know, it's nothing, you know, I'm not revolutionizing anything here, but I do definitely uh, want to just change up my strategy as, slightly, I guess, for this new MLS season. And, um, yeah, just take things from there. Why not? Why not Lucas Zelarayan then? Ooh, Zelarayan. I mean, a good player. I do worry about. Um, you need him. You need him do... for Chucho. You need the synergy. You think? Yes. Yeah, I do. You know, you know also, I, do like I, guess, mm, I don't know. I, I'm such a. I big... think they're gonna be wild, bro. Like, and the, you like, think they'll be the good together? Is... Yes, I think it's gonna be wild. And since mm. you since you bought him because of Chucho, just buy Lucas. True, but then you're looking at Lucas, he's like 0.75, where Reynoso's half the price. Because he's also playing for Minnesota. And yeah, he but he's the main no man there. And yeah, but he has no yeah, striker to serve. He has no striker to serve. No, and I guess, but... Come on, they're yeah. going to have a whole off-season between Lucas Elarayan and Chucho Hernandez. They're going to perform, perform widely. Like, it's going to be yeah, wild. I agree. So, I agree. There's, def- there's definitely going to be synergy. <laughs> there's like, definitely going to be synergy there. I do, mm. you know me, I do love my offsets as well. So, uh, yeah. I was actually, you know, I was actually looking at a, at a, at a, um, at the Columbus Crew offset before I opted for the Cincinnati one. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, but maybe yeah, it's because a good, it's a good point. Mainly because Lucas Elarayan in Super Air was way too expensive, and nobody yeah, ever exactly. wanted to, to 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 even discuss anything about it like, <laughs> for even nothing less. Bye. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you on that. But yeah, no, I just yeah, no, the Zelarayan shout is definitely um an option. I I could look at that for my for my second midfielder, or if I go with two midfielders as. But if you um, have in, in if my you five. Have Renault, if you ever know so Zelarayan and Chucho, that's a pretty bomb team. Like you should, you, you're not gonna play that in capped. You're gonna play that. No, exactly. Rewards. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. That'll be two. That'll be two OP for capped for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it see how it all plans out. See how these next two months go in terms of you know can I be successful? Can I win rewards in under twenty three? And then can I sort of you know transfer them out for some for some nice MLS players to to go the into. Good thing. Put, Go on. Sorry, sorry, because I'm really excited for you. Um, <laughs> the, no, no, seriously. The good thing is, you actually got your Tyler Hare with Bellas now. You won him. So mm-hmm. he was on your bucket list a long time. So he's gone. Yeah. Vinny is gone as well, mm-hmm. which you have your, your 23 forward for the next two years. So basically, yeah. everything you win, you could actually put in the MLS team now. Yeah. 
I agree. There's there's definitely merit to that. I don't really need to do too much in terms of my teams. I would like, uh, in terms of my under-23 teams we're referring to here, like I was looking last night, I do ideally need to get rid of Murich at some point and, and try and get a younger uh, goalkeeper in, maybe a certain Mamadashvili that we know you're a massive fan of. Um, yes. So that could be, an, I do need to do that at some point. Um, when that the will be, is- I don't know. But, yeah, That's a very right. interesting question because I, of course, asked this question as well. But it might be the most intelligent thing to just write out the whole um, the whole season of Morich who who we got left basically just because mm-hmm. of the stack we now have with Bayer, yeah. Tyler Harvard, Bellis, and Morich, and just hope he makes up with rewards. And yeah. later, since now they have this new second division thing, he's not going to lose so much value, even if. Burnley's going to get promoted anyways. So then mm-hmm. it's not even bad because he's going to be a Prem player. So hopefully yeah. we will have some new managers from the Prem. So he has going to have more demand. Of course, he's mm-hmm. going to drop at least another 30%, probably. He's going to go at 0.7, 0.65, something like that. Possibly, but he is, he is an international goalkeeper as well. And I think yeah. that helps a little bit in terms of utility. But I agree, yeah, there's probably more more drop to come at some point. Um, I think a, the majority of the drops happen. Like he's he's basically halved in price since I bought him. No, he I bought him for like, yeah, yeah, yeah no, he, definitely yeah. halved. Yeah, yeah. He had a massive drop. Like he mm-hmm. he had one of the ma- most massive good card drops I have seen. But basically, just based on U twenty three status, he's gonna lose. Same with Mbappe. Yeah. Everybody's wondering why Mbappe is dropping so much, guys. In five months, he's not U twenty three anymore. Then you can have more. Yeah. Op- like not more, but equally as OP strikers in Champions Europe. So you don't need to spend 10 EVE on Kylian Mbappé, by the way. Of course, he's still yeah. a collectible, so he's still more expensive with 7 EVE. But yeah, uh, Neymar should do it. And uh, he's better, uh, even. You know what I mean? You could buy, uh, Messi, you could buy, you yeah. could buy Messi and Neymar for the same price as yeah, Mbappé. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's why, yeah, that's why you probably should do that rather than Mbappé. But um, yeah, go on. Yeah, so that's what I mean. He's also losing U23, so that's also going to decrease his value. And uh, But we're still in a bear market. I'm not saying anything because, for example, if you look at Haaland, he he dropped as well and he has no more supply plus still three years of U23, two years of U23. So it's not only because of the U23. Oh, no, no, definitely not. But yeah, yeah. some part of it, it is because of the U23, basically. <laughs> no, but um, no, I, going I back agree. to Murich as a, as, a, as a finisher for this episode, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. We need to think, um, really maybe debate about this even further because it has a value by in keeping him and just play. Because there's, especially he has a lot of midweeks, especially mm-hmm. in the U23, especially when in the further stages of the knockouts where yeah. there are no more U23 goalies in the Champions League because they're all kicked out. And uh, yeah. and the Championship has so much more, like has so many more games coming up. So it might be just that you take, you consider those 0.3 loss you're making with him and just try to make it up by winning or other stuff or just keeping for longer and then sell him in two years in a bull market, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm not in a rush to sell him, and I and I'm I'm tempted. My my strategy, fella. So I have two goalkeepers. I have Gaten Kook of uh, Mechelen in the yes. in the Belgium league, who's who's going to be well. He is 24. He's going to be ineligible for under 23 soon. Same for Murich. My thinking is, fella. He's a super rare, and then obviously I have the Murich rare. 
I, I'm thinking, like, maybe just depending on where they, like, what's happening in terms of, like, if, if Bernie have been promoted, if Kook's moved, whatever it is. But let's just say they don't move and they're just playing for the same club. In five months' time, I'm tempted just to keep them and just throw them into the cap mode. Because yeah, that's the thing. You know what, you know what I'm sure, saying? Yeah, yeah no. That's what I... I feel that more for Kook because he's super a goalkeeper and they're going to be a little bit harder to get your hands on. Um, less so for, for Murich because he's a rare and there's going to be more rare goalkeepers to use. But I do think I do think there is merit in just keeping them both and just sort of waiting their utility out um, and, and then just sort of using them as, as cap players after that. I think that's kind of where my head is at right now um, for that sort of strategy. And, and yeah, we're just going to take it from there. We're going to see how these next few months go. Hopefully... Um, you know, if, if the Prem does happen soon enough, I, I've not heard anything, I'll be honest. I don't, I don't know anything secretive, but I, it seems like that, that well, was the, you know, the, the talk of the town for a little while before the Global Cup. I'm hoping things can get finalised and we can see... I think see... it's going to be for the start of the next season, most Do you likely. Think... It, it makes the most yeah. sense as well, honestly. You know what I mean? I guess, what... yeah. Can make you can you can come you can come in with a big splash and do your right marketing continuously mm-hmm. and then I think could be good in this way. By the way, we have like eight million FPL players and I think one point three billion user uh, people on the planet watching the at least one game of uh, of the Premier League. So there's a, and of course uh, uh, since I'm basically a Brit. Now, there's nothing. <laughs> Brits bet on everything, so if they some way find a way to bet on other things and buy cards with it, so why not? No, but yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for the prem, and especially we're building, we're building, and if time comes for a bull market, we will be all nice and set, and we'll reap more rewards and have a good solid foundation. and And Sora is good. Sora is a really good product. It's, it's work. The gameplay itself is working. It makes absolute fun. Um, it's 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 just it's just horrendous how good the game the the the, the idea is behind it. Sorry, basically. So, mm-hmm. and I think there's a lot of competitors. So I think if somebody's gonna make it in this crazy world, in this crazy space as well, mm-hmm. it's probably gonna be Sora. So if they don't make it, nobody else is going to make it. So Yeah, yeah, good point. That's probably the best way to look at it, isn't it? Yeah, if they don't make it, nobody's making it. It's kind of the, um, yeah, yeah c- kind of how, how it probably will plan out. Um, okay, we've, well, we're touching a minute, uh, a minute, an hour, sorry, uh, 58 minutes done. in. Yeah, I think we're done. I think we, we've had a good little chat there. We've covered, I've just got my, my notes here. I think we've covered basically everything that we plan to cover. Um for this Christmas special, I have sent out. I've sent out all the prizes for the uh, value of talent uh, private league to yeah. the three winners. So congratulations to them. Um, and yeah, it's just a case of sort of getting through this festive period now. I know there's there's games coming thick and fast, and yeah, I hope you have. Well, I hope you all you guys listen at home or wherever you're listening. Um, yeah, have a have a great sort of Christmas if you if you celebrate it. Um, and yeah, have spend some some quality time with your family. Same for you, Feder. And yeah, we'll yeah. just kick back off in the new year, hopefully, um, yes. and take things from there. Yeah, how does that sound? Perfect. Guys, I wish you all a Merry Christmas. And who's not celebrating, happy holidays. And um, happy new year. We're going to rock the new year. 
Uh, and we're gonna start even stronger and talk about so much shit. It's gonna be fine and amazing. <laughs> I love it. Mm. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining me, Feder, again. And yeah, guys, we'll see you in the new year. And uh, thank you for listening to episode seven. 